lot better than I would have thought I'd feel. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate. I'm thankful that it wasn't a worse injury, you know, than what, what I kind of thought it was on the field. So I'm, I'm thankful for that, you know. Welcome to Jags AM presented by Fields Auto Group, Jacksonville. You can step up to luxury at FieldsAuto.com. I'm Kainani Stevens, Brian Sexton, John Osier with me. That was Trevor Lawrence, and he's talking about his high ankle sprain. As he said, he feels he's very fortunate that it wasn't worse than what he expected. So our first big thing today is going to be, so you're telling me there's a chance because they have not ruled out Trevor Lawrence to play this week. Trevor talked a little bit yesterday about what it's going to take for him to decide that he'll be ready to play in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still early in the week. Um, obviously, New Orleans, I didn't know until right before the game. But, and that was, a, this is a short week, but that was a really short week. So we'll have a couple more days than we did then, which is which is nice, but still lost a day playing on Monday night. So I guess that's just the way it's been going this year with some of that stuff. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm t really just taking it one day at a time. I'm trying to do, do as much as I can each day without, you know, aggravating it or, or making anything worse, but trying to progress towards you know, hopefully playing like that's the that's the goal every week and, and every day is to try to get as healthy as possible. And in the past, what, 48 hours have been some big steps and I'm, I'm really happy with with how it's it's healing up. So the team says they're taking it day to day at this point. Trevor did not practice yesterday, still rehabbing that injury. Brian, you said you're going to be shocked if he played on Sunday. Were you shocked how he was yesterday? I tell you, I, I said yesterday, Kai, that I thought he would be Superman if he played this week. And while we don't yet know if he can fly, he certainly was wearing the cape when he walked into the press conference without a boot, wearing a shoe, you know, I mean, no crutches. The way that it looked when he walked down the tunnel on Monday night, I just, there's no way I could see. But of course, everyone heals differently. And uh, this guy may truly, John, be the man of steel because even though I think there's still only a 50 50 chance that he actually goes in the cold and the wet and and with Miles Garrett standing there on the other side of the line, the fact that they're even trying tells you there's something about this guy that stands out. Yeah, and Ryan, you guys, you and I both been covering the league about the same time. A while back, you heard high ankle sprain and it was out for four to six weeks. Um, last year, Mahomes, after injuring his high ankle against the Jags, plays maybe change the dynamic of that a little bit. Uh, I had written all week, no way, thought no way. Now I don't know, but I, I kind of lean toward that he's going to play, and that would have shocked me to say on Monday. So that's all I have to say well, about that. We were all surprised when they had him at his regularly scheduled podium time because a guy who's hurt and going through rehab, and, I mean, generally they don't make those guys come out. So the first thing you're thinking, is he going to play? And then when he walked in without the boot on Kai, it was like, whoa, okay. So while nobody knows for sure, and they don't even know for sure, it's going to depend on how the rehab goes the rest of the week. This is a very, very interesting story now. What a difference a day makes for him as well. I think we saw something similar when he had the knee injury. He said very quickly that the next couple of days he felt a lot better than he thought he was going to. So hopefully he's just a superhuman healer and he will be ready to go on Sunday. If not, big thing number two is the backup plan. C.J. Beathard would start in place of Trevor Lawrence. And he's been a backup for quite some time. He's been around the league for a while and he says he's ready to go if necessary. 
I think you, you got to just stay steady throughout all of it, especially, you know, it must the situation where he has you know, clearly been, been ruled out and, that, and that's a different circumstance. But, um, you know, I just got to stay level-headed throughout the week and prepare as if I am going to play. But and then, you know, at the end of the day, if, if I don't, then, then, uh, then that means he's healthy enough to play and that's good for our team. John, it may be a little bit weird for the players not knowing who's going to be quarterback, the fans as well, but Beathard pretty much prepares every week as if he may play. So this he seems to be pretty comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, uh, the difference is you get more reps, so you're more prepared. Uh, he has a shoulder limiting him, but my understanding is he took most of the reps in practice on Wednesday. Um, look, he's done it before. Uh, he's a backup, so he's not as good as the starter. They're not as good with C.J. Beathard as they are with Trevor Lawrence. But I think... Uh, one thing that I think shouldn't be forgotten and does factor into this is the success that Doug Peterson had with backup quarterback Nick Foles in, in 2017. That matters in terms of not necessarily the quarterback himself, but in terms of the ability to adjust the offense quickly to the new quarterback's strengths. Um, CJ should and does have great confidence in Doug with that and with this system to be able to do that. I think that plays into it. and. You saw the other night, he played well enough the other night for the Jaguars to win. Probably should have had the winning touchdown or setting up the winning touchdown in overtime, a, a, a really good drive at the end of the game. Um, it's not inconceivable they go win this game with C.J. Beathard, Brian. You think you can go 32 of 37? I mean, look, you can win with backup quarterbacks. Jake Browning proved it last week. You know, of course, he's got Jamar Chase, but Jaguars have some weapons. Even without Kirk, they've got guys who can be difference makers. Here's the difference. They're going up to Cleveland to play on a wet field on a cold, windy day, and they're going against the number one defense and the number one pass defense. So it's going to be interesting. You, you would think right out of the gate, they've got to help this guy with the running game. They have got to be able to get four yards every time they run the ball and stay out of third and long, uh, no matter who the quarterback is, because that defense is really freaking good. You can beat the Browns with C.J. Beathard if everyone else plays to their potential or plays close to their potential. we got some banged up players as well. Travis Etienne still has those bruised ribs, so there's a lot of other things in play here as well. The offensive line, we don't know who will be starting there. Our final big thing this week has been there, done that. John talked a little bit about what the Doug Peterson did in Philadelphia with a backup quarterback. Not only did he play well, he won a Super Bowl, and Doug talked a little bit about what that takes in his presser yesterday. The strength of the player really and and making sure he's comfortable with what we're doing and again it, it may it may look different to people you know how you go about it but the bottom line is you, you still got to go out and compete and execute and try to win that game you know and, and focus on that and however that gets done it doesn't really matter it's just you know that's the that's the main the main focus so like in 17 you know I had to focus on what Nick Foles' strengths were as opposed to Carson's strengths back then and and uh, making sure that the guys around him, again, did their part, right? And, um, and it worked out. Worked out pretty well. He got a Super Bowl ring out of it. Brian, we talked, Jay Browning looked great, looked like Joe Burrow out there. Um, so it can be done, and we've seen a lot of backups around the league, unfortunately, a lot of starting quarterbacks go down. So is it just kind of ride the wave with CJ until you can get Trevor back. Well, the one thing Doug said over and over and over is they've really got to figure out how to best position Beathard to do what he does. The offense is going to be different with him because he's not Trevor Lawrence. 
So they've, you know, they've got to get together with CJ this week and figure out what he likes and what he doesn't. And oh, by the way, it appears they're going to be doing the same thing with Trevor, right? Yeah. Uh, but you want to say this guy is the foremost expert on getting a backup quarterback ready to go because he won a Super Bowl with one. And then you see what Zach Taylor did the other night, getting Jake Browning ready to go. They can do it. And I believe that if they tailor the offense, and then again, John, Calvin Ridley has to make the catch, right? Mm -hmm. And Travis Etienne has to make the cut. And whoever the left tackle is, you know, has to hold up. I mean, we can't say this enough. It's it's not going to be C.J. Beathard who beats the Browns. It's going to be the rest of the team playing their best game and helping C.J. Beathard move the offense up and down the field. Yeah, and sometimes the backup can have a little bit of an advantage in the sense that the defense really has no idea how the Jaguars will play with C.J. Beathard because they've never played with C.J. Beathard. And that can be a big deal uh, in terms of being ready to know what you're going to see that day. So I think Jarvis might have a little bit of an edge there. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, I think Trevor's playing. So I think this last <laughs> segment might be something that's not, you know, not pertinent. Uh, but I do think if CJ does play, I think you're going to see a little bit of a surge and he's going to, he's going to outplay what a lot of people's expectations are. Can I get, just throw this out there, John? I mean, uh, should he play? I mean, you saw the way that he hobbled down the, um, should he play with a quarterback that you want to be your guy for the next, you know, 15 years? Uh, I think it can, goes back to what we talked about the other day. If the doctors clear him, if he wants to play, if there's significant risk of further injury, I don't know enough about how, I, how, how, I, how, how high ankles work on that front. If you think putting him out there is going to further the injury, then you don't play him at all. Well, there's a surgical a procedure. Question. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And, and Doug, Doug talked about 100%, right? Not putting him back out there until he's 100%. He wasn't talking until he feels perfect. He was talking about being 100% sure that there is no way you're going to cause more damage. I just go back to the fact that it's going to be a wet field and you got Miles Garrett over there and you wonder how well he can move because movement is protection for him. He gets right. out of harm's way. Again, I don't think they'll put him in a position where he is not um, or put him in a position where he is in danger, but there is that balance and they, they, they yeah. were both asked about it. You know, player, coach, do I play, don't I play? Who makes the decision? Yeah, I, I think if it... If he's able, willing, and feels it, and, and the doctor's clear, I think he plays. Um, so, you think the Mahomes thing factors into it at all? You think he saw Mahomes do that and says, if he can do it, I can do it. That's the best quarterback in the league. That's who I want to be. He does it, I do it. Probably a little, and I think uh, inspiring teammates, earning that plays into it a little bit. I also think it's sort of his nature. I think it is too. I think he's, he mentioned when he hurt his knee that he's never missed a game for injury and was very fortunate to never had a serious injury. And I think that kind of plays on his mind too, is that if he can play through it, he will. So I guess we'll have to see, but we'll wait on that one. Coming up after the break, we're going to go over the Browns, what they're bringing to the table and what this matchup might look like on Sunday.
Hello, I'm Dan Fields, and we have some great news. Fields has the vehicle you want in stock, priced right, and ready for delivery. Fields Auto Group is Jacksonville's luxury automotive destination for Cadillac, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, and Porsche. Inventory is back and available for immediate delivery. And every Fields customer can take advantage of our Fields Amenities Program with complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. You deserve the best. Stop by today or go to FieldsAuto.com. Calling all Jags fans. Is your little one ready to become a junior Jaguar? Now through January 2nd, MyGate Rewards loyalty members who buy two 20-ounce Coca-Cola participating products will be entered to win one of 10 behind-the-scenes experiences at Everbank Stadium for your child. Plus, you'll earn a 10-cent rollback at the pump, a win every time. Fuel your child's dreams, your car, and your passion for the Jags with Gate, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Since 2014, there's been only one official home builder of the Jaguars, DreamFinders Homes. With quality-built homes and a speedy move-in process, we're in 20-plus communities in the best locations across Northeast Florida. DreamFinders Homes is everywhere you want to live. So get off the sidelines, Jags fans, and get into the game. Let DreamFinders help you navigate your home purchase and offer great interest rates. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all your move-in-ready homes and step up your game. Jags fans, on Tuesday, December 12th from 5 to 6, you should head over to Publix, located at the shops at Beachwalk in St. John's, to meet Jacksonville Jaguars players for a special appearance from 5 to 6. Again, that's the Publix supermarket located at 835 County Road, 210 West in St. John's, Florida. That's Tuesday, December 12th from 5 to 6 to meet some of your favorite Jaguars players. Welcome back into Jags AM here this morning in the Hyundai studios as we get ready for a game in Cleveland on Sunday. It's going to be kind of rainy, kind of cold, maybe a messy game. We're not entirely sure what that's going to look like, who's going to be on the field. But across the way, they don't really know either. And that's something we haven't mentioned a ton of is that obviously Deshaun Watson is out for the year, but they had Joe Flacco last week. They have um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, I believe, in the protocol still, uh, concussion protocol still, so they're not naming a starter either. So it's a little bit of cat and mouse with both teams. Right, and they also have a just lengthy list of injured players. You know, they're playing this year without both of their starting offensive tackles who were gone for the year. Uh, in fact, their backup right tackle, the big kid from Ohio State, is battling an injury. No Nick Chubb, and Amari Cooper's in the concussion protocol, and you're dealing with a shoulder with Garrett and Denzel Ward, their corner, who's probably one of the best three or four corners in the AFC. He hasn't played a lot lately either, so both teams are dealing with a lot of injuries, and it's going to be right until game time. Do you see what you're dealing with? Yeah, I'm surprised that it's iffy on whether Flacco starts. My understanding was Flacco played really well, mm -hmm. and they felt like they had something there. Uh, I would still expect him to start, but it's a little, it's a little uncertain. I think, I think the difference between the two teams um, – even when Trevor's not playing well, the Jaguars are a Trevor Lawrence-centric offense. The Browns really aren't a quarterback-centric offense, so I think they're may maybe a little better equipped to handle the quarterback being out. Uh, even when Deshaun Watson was in, this team loves to run. They're good at it. Uh, that's my worry, frankly, in this game. If the Jaguars have to turn around and rely on their running game, they haven't done that yet this year. So it happens all the time in the NFL that what you don't expect happens. But to me, that's the major storyline of this game. Can the Jaguars run against this team no matter how no matter how beat up the Browns are? Well, and then on the other side, you mentioned that they're a team that likes to run the ball and does it well even without Nick Chubb. 
The Jaguars are coming off their worst performance against the run, and you're dealing with the injury to Foley Fontacasi in the middle of the line. I mean, the other storyline is, can they stop the run? It's funny, you go back to one of the original teams, uh, you know, AFC Central teams in the cold and the wet, and you can throw everything to the side. It becomes about the basics. Can you mm-hmm. run the ball, and can you stop the run? And in a league that has increasingly become a quarterback-driven, can you throw the ball, can you take your shots league? Maybe Not the Jaguars can re-sign Vaughn Dunbar, and he can go up there and win in Cleveland like Vaughn he did in 95. Wow. <laughs> Man, you are bringing it all back. Mickey Washington had a touchdown yeah. return in the old mistake by the lake. Oh, yeah, so that, we're reminiscing about we the old days. We love a throwback. Well, they October upset the Browns in 95 in one of their first big wins around here. And uh, Vaughn Dunbar, a running back, had a huge game in that game. It was the so. last win that they would have until the season finale against the same Browns. And, of course, the week after the Jaguars beat them, they announced they were moving to Cleveland to become the – I'm sorry, to Baltimore and become the Ravens. Oh, the Baltimore Ravens. That's another game. We can't get there yet. We can't get there yet. Cleveland's defense we do need to talk about because that is – probably one of their strong suits. They're one of the best defenses in the NFL. And fortunately for the Jaguars and the Jaguars fans is that Doug Peterson is very familiar with the defensive coordinator over there. And he talked a little bit about what the Cleveland defense does well. You know, he feels like if he can put pressure on your quarterback with four, now he's got seven guys back there with, with eyes on the quarterback that can make, make plays on the ball. Um, in the run and pass game and and that's what you see with this defense and the strength is obviously you know this D-line um, they're they're um, they're aggressive obviously we know Miles Garrett heck of a player a lot of respect for him and and uh, the way he plays the game but um, the other guys are, are you know as talented as well and Brian, does it help being familiar with that defense, or are they just so good it doesn't – you know what they're doing, you just yeah. can't necessarily I think stop it's it. one of those things. Okay, you see 95 here? Can you block him, right? Can you get the ball past Denzel Ward on the outside? Um, they built this defense, and they've dealt with some injuries, but Jim Schwartz is a guy that we know well from his days in Tennessee, and obviously uh, Doug knows well from his days in Philadelphia. He is aggressive. I mean, he will send everything without abandon. He is about making the quarterback's life utter hell on the field. Um, and when you've got a quarterback that you don't think can necessarily move very well, man, you know you're getting the whole barnyard from him. Yeah, the base of their defense, Schwartz really wants to get there with four and play seven in the back. Uh, guess what? That's what everybody wants to do. Yeah. Uh, they're good at it when Miles Garrett is really good at it. Miles Garrett played through an injury last week, and uh, and I really didn't have much of an impact on the he game. Didn't have a stat. Um, so that's where you wonder, okay, is he Miles Garrett? If so, then it's a very disruptive defense. Um, if he's not, they're still very good, but he's obviously a huge factor in it. So I think that's a huge storyline to watch. Um, overall, the thing that's interesting: Jaguars very very good on the road. Uh, th- the Browns are an entirely different team at home, uh, so that has to be tested. I, I've said all week, I think this is a phenomenally interesting game for the Jaguars in terms of their maturity, their character. You go up and beat this team uh, in this situation with this defense against what the Jaguars are going to throw out there offensively, I think it's, it, would, it would go down as, as one of the most impressive wins of Doug's tenure here uh, if this happens to me. Because of all the injuries, I don't think most people realize these guys are seven and five, right? Mm-hmm. And and quietly they're in the sixth spot mm-hmm. out of seven in the AFC in the playoffs. 
And they've lost so, two in a row, so they're desperate. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we know what desperate teams do, right? We saw that against the, the 49ers. You expect these guys to come out with a quarterback who, by the way, has a Super Bowl win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows how important these games are. Yeah, it's, it's a huge obstacle for the Jaguars. And if they get over it, especially with their quarterback, it sets up nicely for a Sunday night showdown to get right back into the hunt on this number one seed thing. We got a couple of good games coming up, John. I know you mentioned how well the Browns play at home. Uh, Stefanski, their head coach, was asked yesterday why he thinks they play so well at home, and he didn't quite have an answer. But he did say he likes to play in Cleveland. I will tell you, we like playing at home. We do. I like having our crowd into it. I like the juice that it gives our defense. I like that it, it makes life hard on the opposing offense. Uh, having said that, you know, you still want to play good defense, good offense on the road as well. Uh, but I do think we have a very distinct home field advantage. I think some of the things that benefit them at home are, seem to be what the Jaguars feed off of, that crowd noise against mm-hmm. them, kind of that, you know, prove them wrong mentality. So it will be interesting to see which one comes out on top. Yeah, I think sometimes it's fun to talk about. It's fun to ask the coach. It's just like when people ask Doug why the Jaguars are struggling at home. Well, they didn't struggle at home last year. They were great yeah. at home last year. It's not like they can't play in Everbank Stadium. Sometimes I think it's just sort of circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Browns, I think, when you're a really good defense and you get some weather involved, which you're going to have in Cleveland, I think maybe that factors into it a little bit there. I don't necessarily think uh, weather is a factor for the Jags here. They're a takeaway team. You know, if the Jaguars are going to be in it, they can't feed that defense in that crowd uh, with errant passes, right, especially with C.J. Beathard, mm-hmm. or, or putting the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and this team, this Browns defense, is good at getting it out. And you know, the other thing, you, you think about the cold and the wind, it's only what, 35, 36 degrees and, yeah. and wet, but that wind can come off the yeah. lake yeah. and make it miserable, make it feel a whole lot colder. So there's a um, there's got to be a, a focus on the football on Sunday. Yeah, you do get the idea. That's one of these games that uh, if you see the ball on the ground Oof. or a turnover in the first quarter, it could be you get one of those sinking feelings. Yeah, yeah, Katie barred the door. However, the flip side is also true, right, with a quarterback who's playing his second game, uh, and that's what Flacco is, and their offensive line is playing with backup tackles. Mm -hmm. There's an opportunity for this defense, which has 21 takeaways, to be able to go create a couple also, to use it to their advantage. We don't entirely know who's going to be on the field, but we do think it'll be a good game either way. It's going to have big implications. So coming up after this break, we're going to talk about who we think will be playmakers in that game against the Browns. Hello, I'm Dan Fields, and we have some great news. Fields has the vehicle you want, in stock, priced right, and ready for delivery. Fields Auto Group is Jacksonville's luxury automotive destination for Cadillac, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, and Porsche. Inventory is back and available for immediate delivery. And every Fields customer can take advantage of our Fields Amenities Program with complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. You deserve the best. Stop by today or go to fieldsauto.com. Since 2014, there's been only one official home builder of the Jaguars, DreamFinders Homes. With quality-built homes and a speedy move-in process, we're in 20-plus communities in the best locations across Northeast Florida. DreamFinders Homes is everywhere you want to live. So get off the sidelines, Jags fans, and get into the game. Let DreamFinders help you navigate your home purchase and offer great interest rates. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all your move-in-ready homes and step up your game. 
Hey, Jags Nation. It's Andre Sisco, safety of your Jacksonville Jaguars, here to talk to you about Lou Ray Peanut Company. Lou Ray is bringing something to the market that has never been done before, microwavable boiled peanuts. Whether you like salty or a peppery Cajun kick, they've got you covered. Now, thanks to them, y'all can enjoy boiled peanuts at the bank while you watch me and the rest of the team tear it up on the field. Can't make the game? No sweat. Find a bag at a store nearest to you by heading to lourayepeanut.com slash findus. Go nuts, go Jags, and as always, Duval! Suddeth is Florida's trusted and reliable moving company. Suddeth is proud to be the official moving partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And to get a guaranteed quote, you can visit suddeth.com slash jacks. Welcome back to Jags AM. We're talking Cleveland game where we, you know, we got a ton of injuries to talk about, but we're going to talk about the players we do know are playing and who we think might be playmakers for the Jaguars in this matchup. Brian, who's someone you're looking at to make a difference in this game? I'm going with Josh Allen based on the way he talked in the postgame on Monday night. I mean, he stepped into the void. Remember, that was when no one knew anything about where the quarterback was with his injury. And he stepped right in there and took the mantle of leader of the entire team, which is the quarterback's job and said, we've got to do this better, I've got to do that better, you know, both sides of the ball. So I think he will come out entirely motivated to back up his words. Um, He won't miss an opportunity because I believe he might set the franchise record for sacks. It's 14 and a half, held by Calais Campbell. He has 13 and a half. I could see him working against backup tackles against a quarterback who likes to stand tall in the pocket. I could see him getting two sacks and setting the record. He only needs one and a half. I think he'll do it. I think he might. Yeah. I, think, uh, I hope he does. Yeah, I do too. He's a great guy. Yeah. I just had him on this week's Ozone podcast, and uh, what a wonderful guy to be around. I mean, yeah. it, it's uh, – and uh, you don't say that about every player. You nope. say about every uh, co-host. But, <laughs> but, but – uh, Is he talking about you, Kai, or me? But uh, not me. Yeah. <laughs> you hope for success for the guy – even be on the team. I went with with uh, Zay Jones. Um, he will be a focal point of the offense. I think he will play. He's on the injury report, but I, I don't expect him to be a guy who uh, misses uh, the game. Um, so that's the he won't. Okay. He won't miss the game. Ah. Um, he will play. He won't miss the game. Yeah, what might he do? Well, well yeah, that's a good point. It's you got to fit the uh, script. No. Um, I think he's key. He's been a good coach. Um, I like that. He, uh, um, with Christian Kirk out, Trevor Lawrence needs things he can rely on. Uh, we all talked early in the season about how Zay not being there was a big deal. Uh, as much as Trevor relies on Christian, he relies on Zay in big situations. I think we saw that on Monday. Um, the chemistry between Trevor, Trevor plays, and Zay Jones, I think, will make up for uh, for uh, Christian Kirk's absence, and then free Calvin Ridley up. So I think Zay is. Uh, there's a lot of guys you don't want to lose the rest of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Christian out, to me, Zay moves to the top of the list. I don't know what they do offensively if Zay and Christian aren't in. Well, look, I I think he might be that guy who is the storyline for their run the rest of the way. He's had a tough season, right? On the field, he hasn't been on it enough because of the injury. Off the field, we all know what he's been dealing with. So for him now at this point to be in a position, John, where he can rise and help his team and help himself, I just he's the kind of guy who generally rises to the challenge. Mm-hmm. So I'm anxious to see if he can do that. And then every time they went to him the other night, play. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he takes advantage advantage of his opportunities. Um, I'm with you. I think he's a big storyline the rest of the season. I went with one of the young guys for my pick this week. I went with Parker Washington because he's going to play a big role in this game, but he won't be Christian Kirk and he won't be Jamal Agnew. What his role will be is not making mistakes and being smart with the football. So uh, he, obviously he doesn't know the offense as well as Christian Kirk does because he hasn't played as much as Christian Kirk. So I think a lot of it will be you know, getting time in there, getting time, understanding the plays, getting those first um, – reps, first team reps that he'll be getting now, and kind of whether it's Trevor Lawrence or whether it's C.J. Beathard, getting comfortable with who's throwing you the ball. And he might pick up enough as this season, back end of the season goes along that he's going to play a big role come playoff time, come the beginning of next year as well. I, um, I talked to him for my pregame radio interview yesterday, and he talked right along those lines of getting more reps and figuring out what his role is. The touchdown catch was dramatic. It was, it was a great play on his part. But his favorite play was the third down conversion. Yeah, I bet. I bet it was. Where he had to fight to dig that ball out and, and fight with the Browns, the Bengals defensive back, to take it away and secure it. That's what he wants to do for this team, is make those contested catches, which is what Christian did, right? Mm -hmm. Move the chains. He may not do it like Christian does it, but he's willing to do it any way it takes to get the result that Christian got. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Um, really didn't get opportunity, an opportunity till the other night. This team's been waiting a while, frankly, to draft a receiver and have him develop. Yep. They, they have a remarkable number of guys who have come in, did a great job stocking this receiving core from a free agency standpoint. Mm -hmm. But it, it's hard to build things in this league yeah. doing that. Uh, Parker Washington, very optimistic I am about him. Uh, the way to play that quickly and to produce that quickly in your first NFL opportunity, uh, he might have something. Well, they drafted him to be a Christian Kirk kind of player, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got to have the young, when, when Christian's making $24 million, you got to have a guy who's making the minimum, and you got to have a guy that can step in and fill that role, even if he's not the same player, and that's why they drafted him. And I, Whether people know this or not, in his last year at Penn State, he had a broken bone in his foot, and he ran slow. Uh, when he was at the Combine, which is why he slid so far down the draft board. He's a guy that a lot of people like for the way he runs his routes. He's got incredible feet. If you watched him at all during training camp, you saw that. Mm -hmm. um, he And he's powerful. You see his lower body. He is built. And so he's got the ability to be a shifty, middle-of-the-field kind of receiver. And I'm with you, John. I mean, I think when you look at this guy two years from now, you're going to yeah. be like, that was a really good draft choice. He's smart too. I'm really excited to see kind of how he, because even the mistakes he made, <clears throat> excuse me, even the mistakes he made against the Bengals, he's aware of that. And I'm excited to see how he responds this week because just how quickly you can become aware of how you need to adapt to the NFL game is, yeah. is a key part of that, especially when you're um, a rookie. So that'll be something to look forward to as well. All right, stay with us coming up after the break. We'll do our predictions for this Sunday as we get ready for that game. Hello, I'm Dan Fields, and we have some great news. Fields has the vehicle you want, in stock, priced right, and ready for delivery. Fields Auto Group is Jacksonville's luxury automotive destination for Cadillac, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, and Porsche. 
Inventory is back and available for immediate delivery. And every Fields customer can take advantage of our Fields Amenities Program with complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. You deserve the best. Stop by today or go to fieldsauto.com. Since 2014, there's been only one official home builder of the Jaguars, DreamFinders Homes. With quality-built homes and a speedy move-in process, we're in 20-plus communities in the best locations across Northeast Florida. DreamFinders Homes is everywhere you want to live. So get off the sidelines, Jags fans, and get into the game. Let DreamFinders help you navigate your home purchase and offer great interest rates. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all your move-in ready homes and step up your game. Suddeth is on the 20, the 10. Yes, another successful move to a new home. I tell you, folks, I've never seen a team more prepared than the Suddeth crew. With a dominating lead in training, trust, and efficiency, it's no wonder why Suddeth is the official moving company of the Jacksonville Jaguar. For the past 100 years, Suddeth has provided local, long-distance, and international moving services in Jacks. While the Jags are moving the chains on game day, Suddeth is helping you on moving day. Visit Suddeth.com slash Jags for a guaranteed quote. Jags fans, if you want customized Jaguars furniture for your home, check out ZipChair.com to rouse all the customizable options. ZipChair is furniture made for fans. We talked about getting a cart, and I was going to get a cart, and then I'm standing there, and you know, I'm, I'm already on the sideline at that point. The tunnel's right there. I just wanted to get off the field, get out of there. I didn't know what was going on with my ankle, and I felt like I could get off. I was like, hey, you're good. Just don't bring it out. I'm going in. And then once I got in there, I'm like, this is a pretty long walk, you know, but I, I was already there and they asked again if I wanted a car. I'm like, no, we're going to make it the whole way there. I didn't know there was cameras in the tunnel, you know, so that's kind of there everywhere. Exactly. So, uh, but no, it's, of course we have carts and we have everything we need. And I was the one that, that didn't choose to, to take one, you know, so guys put that on me and maybe that was dumb. Maybe I should have taken one, whatever, but um, it's nothing to do with us not having a card available. I don't think that would that would happen in the National Football League, especially here with the with the crew that we have. So that's our answer to Cartgate. I know people were very concerned about Trevor not having a cart to get onto. And Did anybody really cares. believe that an NFL team would not have a cart available? I mean, who really? The fact that Colin Coward, he knows that he knows different. He knows better. Every team has that for for both teams. I mean, they have everything on site. And boy, the, the paramedic crew, and they're good guys. And, and they're here every day at practice, and they're right by where I stand, and I talk to them every day. They were not happy. Well, they were not happy at all. Understandable. Um, I will explain a little geography for everybody, too. The where Trevor came off the field, their tunnel's on the opposite side, so that's where the cart was. And he's like, I'm trying to get out of here. So he went in the tunnel he was closest to. And then, as he mentioned, once he got inside, he's like, oh, wait, this is farther than I thought. So <laughs> <laughs> right. a little, little second thought there. But as he mentioned, he wanted to walk, and I'm Plus, not surprised he wanted to. Players always want to walk off the field under yeah. their own power. If, it says something if, when you take the car. If they can. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to walk out on a, I mean, nobody wants to ride out on a cart um, unless you have to. So it, it's sort of an NFL code. Trevor's a tough guy. He, he's not going to take the car if he doesn't have to. So... Uh, I thought, actually, the fact that he was able to walk, even when he was in pain, was a terrific sign because if they had gone out and sensed anything you have to structural, right, he would have been on that cart. So it was taken weirdly, but to me, the big picture, even as he was walking, I was like, this is interesting because it, it's not as bad as it first looked oh, yeah. if, if he's even doing that. If they so, thought there was anything broken. But uh, cart gate was... Uh, <laughs> you, well, let's you can't make things up. I mean, it, all the attention that Colin Coward got from that 
that, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. what those guys do. They love it. It's all in social media. Drives the outrage. He didn't care what you say about him. He turns it off at the end of the day. So, but it, it drove a lot of angst amongst good people who felt like they were maligned. Well, we'll all remember where we were during Cartgate. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, coming up for this game, I mean, does Trevor play? Do the Jaguars win? Where are we at on this? I know it's a little bit of a guessing game still because it is Thursday. But my guess, he plays. Um, to me, it's tough to pick him to win. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know how you, you do that. Um, the the reason I think they can, and, and the hope for me is they've been so good in this situation. Every time you think they're not going to play well in a situation, they do. And that follows from uh, Detroit last year. Remember, they got beating in, in Detroit and then uh, reeled off five in a row. Went to Tennessee the next week after getting uh, railed by Detroit with Trevor Hurt. And... Turn the franchise around. Yeah. So it's what they do under Doug. For that reason, it's hard to pick against them. But boy, these circumstances are tough. And it, I guess I'm not picking. Maybe I'm picking overtime. Listen, if everyone else was healthy, if you knew where the left tackle was, the defensive tackle, the nickel cornerback, that's a big deal, right? Yes. I mean, Trey Herndon is a guy who you count on in the middle of the defense. And they had communication issues. And that's one of the key guys. I mean, all those guys are either not practicing or in the concussion protocol. It's not just Trevor. If all those guys were able to play and you've got C.J. Beathard, I, I think I could pick this team to win. But they're all question marks too. So I, I don't think I can pick them to win yet. I, there's just too many things. Can they? Sure, absolutely. Will they? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's as tough a matchup, as tough a situation going into it. Um, well, San Francisco, Philadelphia, when you play those teams, obviously tough. But this is up there. Again, I'll say it again. If they win this, I think it's, it's among the most impressive uh, wins of the Doug Peterson era. And it sets up a huge showdown with the Ravens. Sure does. On Sunday Night Football. Absolutely. I have no idea what we're going to see, but I'm very excited to watch it. Um, we hope you all enjoy the game on Sunday, whoever's out on the field. And we'll be back here on Jagzam on Monday to talk about everything that goes down.